Welcome to another episode of Break Away from the Rat Race. And today I have the pleasure of uh, speaking with uh, uh, Romain Danielou. Did I pronounce that right? Exactly. Pretty good. <laughs> and uh, Romain is, uh, you're going to be very excited. He does land development and land investment. He's the co-founder at Land Choir and House Choir. 65 full-time employees. Uh, and Landquire is an innovative, secure partnership website for land investment opportunities. He's going to tell us all about that. Uh, and the members of Landquire our community can discover and share land investment opportunities online and create you know, partnership to invest in land development. Land development and land investment is something very special special and i think daniel uh, romain is gonna actually walk us through all of that and all the the, the special skills that you need and the special ways of investing this then uh romain i don't know why i keep saying daniel, daniel. <laughs> daniel romain, romain. Welcome, to the, <laughs> welcome to the show <laughs> thank you all right and i also want to introduce my co-host antoine martel my my son and business partner and you know co-host extraordinaire yes very good so Romain, so uh, tell us more about about Land Choir, House sure. Choir, how you got started in that, how many members, and all that kind of all sure, that kind sure. Of stuff. Well, thank you for having me today, guys. Appreciate it. Of course, our pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Met your son playing it. soccer, and you know, here we are. Yeah, talking really. About real estate. Crazy. So is that how you guys met? Well, yeah, because we went. Remember, we went to that networking event, and we met Pierre, the tall guy, yeah, yeah. French guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he got my WhatsApp number. And then he was like, hey, come play soccer this week. And I was like, I'm already playing here. And then he invited a bunch of, he works He works there at Landquire. A bunch of French guys. Oh, yeah, oh, so really? then he invited a oh, bunch wow. of them to come play. And that's when I met him. And yeah. then he was like, hey, I applied to be on your podcast. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, here we go. So then uh, I made sure Karina went back through. There was like a lot of mistakes with uh, people were like applying for the podcast and whatever. Yeah. Data wasn't coming through and yeah, our developer was like, disappearing <laughs> so we found it and and yeah now we're here it works yeah yeah i mean just to to uh, on a personal level i i migrated to the u.s six years ago um at the time i was playing soccer i was trying to make it pro here in the u.s after not signing in in france um i was in an academy playing semi-professional came here uh did my degree at the same time i did a double degree in uh, international business and computer information system um and out of that that degree in 2019 you know like any kid that was trying to stay in the u.s making sure i can get a visa and uh, i applied to i think 300 companies and at the time the covid 300 hit 300 companies right wow none of them i thought that applied <laughs> to a lot of companies that's a lot uh, but obviously i didn't have the visa to actually pursue and work for any company Damn. besides I had a, a one-year OPT, which is kind of mm -hmm. what they give you uh, once you get your degree as an international yeah. student. Yeah. So I kind of created a company on the side to sponsor myself. Um, and, you know, I I kind of, I wanted to see what's on the market. What can I do? I, I was an entrepreneur at core. I've, I've tried a bunch of things between e-commerce, cryptocurrencies, and real estate. I think real estate, it was always the 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 way to go if you want to build long-term wealth um so yeah started in in the land industry um me and my buddy i remember sent 2000 mailers to actually find someone that would sell their land for uh, a deep discount and so we got those two first parcels for i think six thousand dollar each and you know they were in an hoa i think hoa was like 500 bucks a year the 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 house right next door with was six hundred thousand dollars 
So I was like, man, we're paying 6,000 for that. And people next to it are building like very high end properties. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, we started marketing the properties. We put it, you know, on the MLS with a, a professional picture and professional drone, uh, you know, tour. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's just sell it for like 30 or something. And my buddy is like, no, like we're going to market this right. And we're going to take our time. So we put it on the market for 145. Uh, both parcels with like all the description of what can you can you do what what can't you do with the land mm -hmm. um, and that's what you know the value is created because a lot of people they yeah, they don't true. understand land mm -hmm. so we did our research do the marketing and uh, we got an offer at 129 uh, seller financing wow so since that day uh, three years ago the, the, the guy is paying us 600 a month uh, with a 5% interest and then they, there's a balloon payment after five years that if he doesn't pay, we keep the property. So I was hooked. I was hooked. And um, wow. from those 2000 mailers, we started sending more mailers, uh, quickly ran out of money. So after three months, I was like, I don't have any, any more money to send mailers because mailers mm. are yeah. 50 cents a pop, right? Well, and you didn't get a big chunk of money from exactly. selling the land as well. Exactly. Exa yeah, damn. So, you know, we got into the, the finance world where, okay, how can I get money to to create a bigger company? Um, decided to do debt instead of equity because at the time the, the valuation of the company there yeah. was no valuation. Yeah, exactly. It was just yeah. me and, yeah. and two partners. So we raised two million dollar on on debt, uh, non secured uh, and non convertible. Non convertible, meaning you know it was just based on trust, handshake, handshake, <laughs> love money, however, however you want to yeah. call it, yeah. pre seed. It's not even a pre seed. It was not yeah. even equity. Yeah. Uh, so with that $2 million, we built, you know, a team of, I think, 30 to 35 people at the time, uh, started putting the departments together, started sending a bunch of mailers on a weekly basis. Uh, we got up to a point where it was 100,000 mailers a month. Um, wow. I think right now we're doing between 60 so to 80. So this is going from zero to 100 mile. And, right. You know, we, I went all seconds. in. I mean, I was <laughs> no kids, you know, I, I have a girlfriend, but. Besides that, I was just, you know, I left my sports career and mm -hmm. the only thing I knew in life was to go hard or go home. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. me and two partners went hard at it for, I mean, now it's been, it's our second year of operations, 22nd month. Um, so did the debt after a year, we did a pre-seed uh, that kind of helped us to uh, keep going. Uh, in between, we bought, I think, 350 parcels. Uh, some of them were rural some of there were infills some of them were subdivisions some of them were commercial with that you know went title from you know a, a typical retail property to okay how can we put a, a hotel of 100 room on it so we worked ext ext extensively with land planners uh on ground to help us you know maximize the value of each parcel and that's what we've been you know, diving into the, 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 the first 18, 18 months, really, um, really making sure we, s we scrape data, we send the mailers, we do the right market research, we centralize everything into a CRM. Uh, currently we're using HubSpot. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, there's hundreds of real estate CRMs. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of my forte. That's really HubSpot that I decided to go into. Um, we want to, we want to get our, our own CRM one day. But it's just a lot of work, you know, building your own CRM through mm -hmm. Salesforce or yeah. even from scratch. So decided to, to stay on HubSpot for now. Mm -hmm. um, and, and right now the goal is, you know, to keep acquiring more land over time. We think 
land is this very special asset. It's it has it's one of the only things that has a limited supply. I mean, if you look mm. at gold, diamonds, I mean, we we talk about limited supply, but not really. I mean, they're no. creating new diamonds with um, synthetic synthetic diamond, diamond yeah. uh, gold. There's there's new gold being found over time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of compare land as like a uh, you know a fine asset, a little bit like Bitcoin, where it's never going to be more than 21 million Bitcoin. It's yeah. a little bit similar with land. Mm. You can find out online how many parcels there is, how many acres it exists. So I think, you know, we find value in, in making our investors invest in land, making sure they trust the process. We make sure we secure their money first, and then we try to uh, increase their, you know, their net worth through land. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the platform we created over time. Yeah, so that's Landquire, right? So that's, that's the Landquire, platform. That's Landquire, right. So on that platform, you, your your team and your mailers and stuff like that, you get a whole bunch of uh, opportunities or land that uh, that you think these are good opportunities, good deals. You put them under contract, right? And then you put them on Landquire for your community to, to invest to in. Invest in, okay. Right. So how many people do you have on on the community? So over the last. 22 months we have 160 investors uh that invested with us mm -hmm. uh, the average ticket is around sixty-six thousand dollars. some of that some of some of them put 25 by ticket uh, by ticket you mean the average average investment? exactly oh wow correct okay. um so we we have a, an investor relation department that kind of you know build a community making sure they understand why to invest in the u.s market because mm -hmm. most of our investors are from French countries. Uh, we're two French co-founders, yeah. and then the euro has been going down. Uh, the real estate market in Europe is way different than here. Yeah, the transactions yeah. are longer. Yeah. The taxations are more complicated. Uh, when they come across the U.S. market and they understand the difference, mm -hmm. usually they they decide to diversify in the U.S. dollar mm -hmm. or the land in, yeah. in the U.S. market. So how many? So you're getting how many deals a month are you getting right now, or how so many do you have on your platform that's yeah, available for investment? It'll vary, um, but I'll say between twenty to thirty parcels. Okay. Uh, that are rural, residential, infills. You know, typical buy, sell, buy, mm -hmm. sell without even touching it. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get a couple of commercial deals and a couple of subdivision deals. Um, okay. Those are obviously a bigger amount to fund. Mm -hmm. So. You know, we just closed on an 80 acre in Oregon uh, two weeks ago. Um, we're closing in another one in a month that is 25 acres. And those parcels, you know, are in the million dollar range. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of always for me, making sure the investor relation department has, has enough time to raise the capital, mm -hmm. making sure our investors understand the deal. You know, how long do we need to put into it? How long it's gonna take to um, entitle it to you know, one dwelling a an acre to 10 unit, mm -hmm. 10, you know, 10 yeah. unit an acre. So you get a piece yeah. of land and then uh, this, so you have the different types, right? So you have the, you mentioned the infield. Do you want, do you mind describing the different kind for the, uh, for the listeners? Kind of yeah. What are the different well, types out there? What kind of price range we're looking at? And right, right, right. Um, I think 80% of what we do is the typical infield, you know, the, the lots that was in a subdivision, but for some reason was never built. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our deal come from people that, you know, owned a lot for, uh, you know, 10 years and they, it got passed down to from, you know, their parents or they never decided to actually build on it. They're out of state. Um, there's a lot of different reasons why they didn't actually 
doing thing with it. And so we're here to actually provide a solution for them. Obviously, a cash offer. Uh, mm -hmm. And the cash offer comes, you know, in, in, in less than 30 days. So that's kind of how, you know, if you have land and you've got some other projects where mm -hmm. we, we come and we actually take it from you uh, against cash. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it needs to meet our financial criteria. We need to make sure that the BPO, CMA or appraisal come back, you know, with, uh, you know, our criteria and then we just close it. Mm -hmm. uh, we make sure that we fund it. Uh, we put enough deposit to make the seller comfortable and we make sure there's a, a smooth transaction mm -hmm. for every seller. And then for the commercial, these are bigger commercial type land. These are mm -hmm. bigger piece of land that are zoned commercial, I'm assuming. And this is to build like either like, uh, you know, shopping center, apartment building, right. office tower, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the last one we closed on was in um, Arizona. Uh, I think we acquired it between, I think it was 250. We're going to put another 200 in it to make sure the land planner and lawyers and all that have enough time and, and, and resource to actually pitch it to the county. Mm -hmm. But uh, we are doing a parcel that will be entitled for a 100 room hotel mm -hmm. with um, a retail store at the bottom. Um, okay. And so when you get entitled for that, obviously the builder will look at how much can you pay for the land? And typically we should be able to do a three to four X on our basis. Mm. Uh, so so all for all these uh, parcels and these pieces of land, you always do an entitlement. You always try to find the best use for the land. And then you mm -hmm. uh, you work with architect, land developer, and then kind of prepare a concept, get it entitled by right. the county and the city. Right. And that's where you really add a lot of value because people can see what you can build and see the true value of that land. Right? Exactly. Okay. Um, I think, you know, you, you don't want to go always through entitlements. I think it needs to be worth it. Uh, you really need to understand the local zoning, mm -hmm. uh, really talk to the county, talk to the land planner that has been there for the last five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to make sure you work with someone that uh, did entitlements, obviously. We're just here to make sure we maximize it. We understand what does the community needs at the moment f you know for that specific parcel uh most of it again we're just going to do a simple split where you know you get two acre you might do four parcel the access mm -hmm. is great there's no wetland there's no flood zone elevations good um so we understand pretty quickly whether or not it's going to work yeah. and that's something that we work a lot with our acquisition managers, making sure they become very well versed into just looking at a map and be like, wow, this is what I would do and, and mm -hmm. why. Yeah. And so I think that's the beauty with land. You can be very creative. Um, you know, I never thought my first parcel would sell for 130, but me neither, <laughs> you know, yeah, really. just by being creative, yeah, um, yeah. typically you'll look at builders. They can pay up to 20% of, of the finished house. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you need to make sure the lot is ready with utilities and, and great access. Um, but yeah, I think you want to market right. You want to understand how to talk to sellers that are not doing anything with that land, and mm -hmm. you want to put it at the right price on the contract. So you're and so you're actually closing on the property, and then you try to maximize its value in whatever way. Sometimes it could just be flipping the raw land. Sometimes it's entitlements. Yeah. Have you ever then actually gone and done the 
development? Have you gotten into that aspect or are you not touching that piece of it? So again, the, today the, the, the company is, is, is built in three different um, business model. The first one is flipping the land and titling the land. It's real land choir. We've got house choir, which is a typical wholesaling business for SFRs. Okay. Um, I think the wholesaling model nationwide uh, works very well. Uh, we're doing a couple of innovations. I know that's yeah, yeah. a very trendy word. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're, we're doing a lot of that. And then the third uh, aspect of the company that um, me and my partner built over the last 90 days, very recent, uh, is to actually put manufactured home on the land that Lankwire acquires. Oh, really? um, you know, I think manufactured home are kind of the new affordable housing. Yeah. Um, and we try to make sure that we understand the land side and now we're trying to understand the manufactured side. Mm -hmm. But again, when you do manufactured investing, manufactured turnkey investing, mm -hmm. you make sure you clean it up. You make sure you uh, have enough space to put the manufactured. You put the utilities, whether it's uh, sewer, well, septic, water, electricity, for the most part, it's already in place uh, in those communities. Yeah. Um, and then we work with manufacturers that, you know, come in and just install and, and hook up the manufactured home. And the the why we wanted to do it is just because you just have a clear exit. You just, if you just sell land, you mm -hmm. know, you can do yeah. a lot of different things, but if you're able to actually take the process a little further yeah. and install manufactured home, or modular homes, yeah. um, I think that, it can to be. To me, that makes it messier. <laughs> it makes it messier. Because now um, you have to figure out how to get the utilities, all of that. Mm -hmm. You have to work with the city. Then you have to put some foundation for the the. the pad, I yeah. think he's doing home. a lot the of that shit with the raw land anyway. No, but the, the other, but no, the raw land, I think all you're doing is the subdivision. You do a nice drawing with an architect and then say, hey, yeah, you can yeah. build this house. This is the end of the story. But yeah. you're not, you're for the raw land, you're not putting in utilities or like. For the most part, no. Uh, we would only do it at the moment for parcel that would work for a manufactured home. Okay. So again, we we understand how to put utilities because we're we're doing it not not for 100% of the yeah, yeah. the portfolio, mm -hmm. but yeah. for 20% of the parcels, it makes sense to actually put part you know utilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's just a third part of the business. It's just a subsidiary yeah, yeah. that. We try to verticalize in the yeah. business model. Or if you have raw land sitting there for months and you're like, shit, what do we do? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's put it. Because we, like, in Memphis, we used to buy these houses for, like, 100000 bucks. Now they're worth, like, one fifty, And there was lots for sale, like, right next door for, like, $5,000. Yeah. Like, so you can build. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, except it didn't make sense. It didn't make any sense. Like, these houses <laughs> ah, were... Because, yeah, the ARV is way ARV too low. ARV is way yeah. too low. Yeah. So, like, your cost to build it was one fifty, and the ARV was one fifty. It's like... And it's yeah. gonna take a year. Yeah, it was like okay, well, yeah. well doesn't make much sense. The the the, the manufactured, I call it M choir, manufactured and modular choir. Uh, choir come from the word acquire, so mm -hmm. we kind of apply that model across the all the subsidiaries. But for the manufactured, you really gonna you want to look at how much this manufactured finished and done will sell for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right yeah. now we're making sure we're staying the 250, 300 range. Uh, Florida, Georgia, Colorado. Those are the three states that we're working on right now. And we're buying the land between 15 to 20 grand, right? We're putting another 30 to put utilities in. Oh. So you had 50. Mm -hmm. Then a 1,400 square feet manufactured brand new will cost you 70,000, right? 
70 plus 50, 120. Mm -hmm. You've got closing costs. You've got uh, all those those fees associated to it. But I'm around 140, 150 done. Mm -hmm. Construction costs, land, everything. And you can sell for 250 and above yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, based on comps. Obviously, you want to look at your comps before you start you know, acquiring the land. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But if you can make 100,000 per manufactured home, mm -hmm and split it with your investor or whoever you, you, yeah, yeah. you partner with. Yeah. I think it, it's a scalable model um, and you want to make sure you have a great GC on ground. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that, the modular home though, takes a lot away a lot of that risk. Because yeah. the modular home- It's come built. Yeah, yeah, it comes built. Yeah, and it takes like one day for a local person or sometimes they even do it. Like they yeah. offer it as a service. Oh, they do it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do it and they come and set it up. I heard it was like one day to like, they come ship the house for modular, yeah. For the uh, modular, yeah. Modular, but if it's manufactured, they just it mm. comes. It's like a mobile home. Yeah, yeah. mobile home. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they 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 just put the skirting around the stairs, and then they they shift the title, as if it's an SFR. Mm -hmm. So once it's attached, you can finance it through a conventional yeah, or yeah. FHA. As opposed to mobile home, you won't. You, you wouldn't. You don't have. You uh, couldn't. Yeah. The ability to. So that was my yeah. question. My follow-up question too. Like mm -hmm. when you have these modular <laughs> mobile homes. Is there something you do, which maybe you just said, is there something you do to make it show up as a single family home? Just as if, because you don't want to have comps of, you know, houses built in 1950 no, yeah, no, yeah, that yeah. like sell for 250. Then they're like, well, yours is just a piece of shit modular home for, <laughs> you know, that's worth 100K. Yeah. Have you had, have you, well, I guess, have you done any of these projects? Have you had that issue yet of the appraisal? Well, we're looking only at manufactured on our comps. I'm not going to compare it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. But I'm just saying where, if a brand new SFR will be for 350, 375 in Florida, <coughs> I want to make sure I come very competitive at 250, 275 with my manufacturer mm -hmm. because now you've got interest rate coming up. Oh, yeah. Those guys that could afford a 350 home, now yeah. it's getting tight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's right. they got to go down in, in what they want. They still want brand new. They still want, you know, mm -hmm. brand new carpet, brand new flooring, brand new bedrooms. What can they afford? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. manufactured is or modular would be the way for them. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. So it's just a way of kind of making sure we can use what we acquired over the last 24 months for land yeah. and, and maximize it. It's always maximizing the value that you acquire yeah. for your investors. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Are you always acquiring the land or do you also uh, do like lease option or something like that? For the most yeah. part, we acquire it. Acquire we, it. Okay. we always put in the contract with the intention of closing on it. Mm -hmm. um, I think in 18 months, we wholesaled the land once. Okay. Um, it, I don't think you can wholesale land the way you wholesale houses. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking the lease option, at least you can actually, you pay them a certain amount of money every month until you kind of like do your thing. Whatever on seller financing, you mean, or? Uh, on the lease option, you basically rent the land. Rent the land, okay. So, and you, um, can, we, you have a lease with an option to, to purchase yeah. at the end so that you... We haven't done it, but uh, I know people do it. Yeah, yeah. I know, you know, I just want to make sure I have the right to buy it at mm -hmm. some point. But it depends. I think they're they're doing that a, a lot, I think, on more on the commercial side. Commercial side, yeah. So they yeah. kind of lock in the piece of land and then they find a tenant that's going to be triple net. Yeah. And they're going to, you know, okay, well, you know, McDonald's wants to be in that corner. Okay, well... That's I'll it. sell and it to you, yeah. yeah. I think it's an interesting model. Uh, I think with land and it's just in, 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 in real estate in general, you can be very creative. So mm -hmm. you can do wholesale, <laughs> innovation, seller financing, triple yeah. net. Yeah. Um, I think you want to get in front of sellers. Yeah. Because a, a lot of people getting started in real estate, 
they've got all those IDs and they plan for so much, mm-hmm. but they're just not getting leads. Yeah. So I think that the first thing I wanted to focus on when I started was, okay, how can I get consistent lead on a daily basis? Right now we're talking to between 100 to 200 sellers on a weekly basis. And so we know 99% of them won't sell the price we, we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we just get 1%. Yeah, and land is kind of a, it's a, particular thing i mean if you kind of if you own a piece of land for you know five ten years you know at the beginning when you bought it so i want to build this house i want to do something and then you're paying taxes on it every year and you say okay well why would i it's been 10 years now i haven't built anything on it why don't i sell it you know do do something with it so especially now then they're like should it be nice to have an extra cash right now Mm -hmm. with everything going on or how the hell why would i build land Right now, when yeah, money's tight, financing's yeah. expensive. Well, think about it. If 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 you've got a storm coming, like the one that that came two weeks ago, and literally like your house go down or your daughter house get you know underwater, mm-hmm. and you need cash, like what are you gonna sell first? You're gonna sell your stocks? You're gonna sell your house? Or you're gonna sell your land? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typically. They'll be like, I've I don't even use that parcel that I yeah. that my dad gave me or that yeah, yeah. I acquired a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So So there's less of an emotional attachment, exactly. right? So you say, Okay, well this is like Yeah. I can I can buy another piece of land. It's not as yeah critical. Yeah. And then our role is to come in, making sure that our investor get a piece of the action while we do the work. Mm-hmm. We just do turnkey investment. I think you're doing turnkey investment, you understand. Yeah you know what people are looking for when they do turnkey investment you want to make sure it's hands off they're not here to invest and and to manage the daily you know operations that's our job obviously it's a little bit more expensive for investor because everything's taken care of but i think we're you know compared to a lot of competitors we were able able to provide like i think an 18 percent ir for the the last 18 months on a yearly Mm -hmm. basis so i think we're very competitive Obviously, we're not at the scale, uh, you know, compared to Acre Trader or, or like other competitors, mm-hmm. but we aim to be. I think um, we just finished our pre-seed. We want to get some institutional on board uh, next year. Uh, we're already in the talk with a lot of them to, you know, help us to develop the the brand and the scale of where we want to be. And you know, we want to keep working until then. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then when people come to invest on your website. Can they like see all the different deals you have? And then do they get a piece of the deal? Like, is it a hundred thousand dollar investment for 10% ownership or are they lending money? How is the kind of work? So right now it's only been equity based. So I'll take a parcel, you know, let's say I put it on the contract for 20. Uh, I see it's worth 60, you know, just because we can market it properly. We can clear up the land and we can, uh, we have buyers on ground. We understand what the builder is looking for. So I'll put on the contract for 20. <coughs> it might cost me 10 grand to get that deal done. So 30. And then our company generates some fees on the front end. So maybe I'll fund it for 35, right? It'll go on the marketplace for 35. The investor knows that it's an S, uh, you know, it's a, it's a new entity. They invest in that entity, right? 35. Mm-hmm. And we just split the profit on the back end. So mm-hmm. when it sells for 60, Minus closing costs and realtor fees, let's say it's 50, 50 minus 35, there's uh, roughly 25 to split in half. 
Okay. So is that like an LLC or a land trust if you have? It's, we do entities, different LLCs every okay. time. Okay. Uh, okay. We thought about doing land trust. I think it's a good idea as well. Okay. But right now we're just doing, you know, one entity per investor. Mm-hmm. Um, per investment. Per investment. Okay. Now, that's our joint mm-hmm. ventures mm-hmm. Uh, where we directly partner with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do portfolios. Mm-hmm. Where now it's a little bit more complicated because you get, you know, t- to you need to file some regulation with the SEC because you're getting 20, 30, 40 investors into one vehicle. Yeah. So we've done that for portfolios where, you know, we bring more diversification. There is 20 to 25 parcel. Oh, interesting. Uh, and at least they get a piece of each yeah. of the deal. That's risky. Yeah. More, uh, p- some of them prefer, you know, to be in a one to one parcel mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. Some of them prefer to invest in the in a mix, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of like roulette. Roulette. You pick the number, or you pick the color, or oh, you pick <laughs> the <exactly>. role. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more secure. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, so, um, you, do you have different strategies? So, infill, you have the commercial. You must have some kind of like different strategy, like if it's rural. Yeah. Right. So, like, what what do you do in rural? I mean, I think it's uh, it's a little bit a little bit different, I would say. So, well, th- everything starts by market research and pricing um when you send your mailer most people in real estate just send mailer hey i'm interested in buying your asset mm-hmm. great we just do it a little differently where we actually send an offer right from the bat be like right. first page here's who we are is how, how we're going to work together and second page is the terms of the loi and so that yeah, because offer you don't, have, you don't have to do like uh, inspection or anything like that. Not really, because we. What's the due diligence? As like it's a piece of land. I know. <sighs> I mean, I th- there's a lot that, of things right? that can go wrong. Yeah, uh, that's right. But it, I mean, you, a lot of that's that, like whether it's a flood zone, whether it's uh, be done before. All of yeah. that can be done before, right? So most of it, yeah. yeah. So th- there's, I think, fifty percent of the due diligence done before we send the mailer. Mm-hmm. We check the flood zone, mm-hmm. wetland access, whether the whether owners are alive, because that's a big part of it. You don't want to go through probate and all those complicated yeah, processes. That's not fun. Uh, no, that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you kind of get those indicators up front. You make sure you get in you know, counties where the land is moving. I think there's 3,400 counties in the U.S. So we kind of take the data from Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, export it, make sure we understand where the land is moving. How many parcels are for sale compared to how many sold in the last 12 months? Mm-hmm. There's just a ratio here mm-hmm. that you want to make sure you go in the highest ratio. Um, and then you want to make sure that price per acre is not $500. We want to make sure we're going to sell the land for at least 30 to 40 grand. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go in the middle of um, no yeah. Bernardino County, for example, where you buy land for 500 bucks an acre. That's yeah, yeah. just a lot of time and a yeah. lot of efforts to find that you can only sell it on seller financing for 20 bucks a month for the next 10 years. <laughs> oh, That's yeah, just, yeah. I know a lot of people do that for cash flow, but I just rather go into not the biggest deal because you, you find your, you know, you find yourself in front of institutional people that have millions of dollars to invest in due diligence. We're more in the buy for 20, sell for 60, buy for 30, sell for 80 mm. kind of thing. Okay. Um, in fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the typical return that an investor could expect on uh, on one of those land deals? I mean, on, on joint ventures, one-to-one parcel, uh, we've been averaging between 14 to 18% per 
investment. Mm -hmm. uh, it can take three, six, nine, 12 months. Uh, land is less liquid than houses, mm -hmm. but the appreciation is still there. Mm -hmm. So even though you're not selling in the first six months, you're safe. Your land is appreciating over time. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think the average appreciation on land was 8% for the last 30 years. Really? Compounded. So wow. um, you're not getting cash flow. Yeah. You're not getting rents. But uh, the day you sell, you get a big chunk back plus profits. And mm -hmm. you can write, you can reinvest it right back into another uh, joint venture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're not the next crypto, but I think we're, 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 very good at securing investments, uh, you know, capital coming in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our job is just to market the land right, making sure the realtors on ground are doing the work. Uh, because you guys know as well as I do that finding a good realtor to sell your land is not easy. Mm -hmm. uh, not every realtor will work hard for a $50,000 parcel. Yeah. yeah so we got to we gotta kind of give him as much as we can on the front end, pictures, videos, the zoning uh, documents, uh, making sure they understand what title we want to work with. And their job is just to pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. Just pick up the phone and just make yeah. sure you can walk the property with them if they need to. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever done, have you ever tried to do anything unique like uh, buying some raw land? It's something I always thought about. It was like buying land kind of like, not in the middle of nowhere, but rural, rural land and putting some unique things on it for like Airbnb. Like putting like yurts yeah. or oh, something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, growing tent and yeah, yeah. yeah. So have you guys ever like? I've thought about, thought it. about uh, it. I thought about it. It's just now you're getting. I don't think you're a, into a virtual business. You are. You're on ground. You, yeah. you need you need someone to operate it. Yeah, um, that's true. And I think we're not big enough yet, but. I'm never gonna say no because I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. always open to yeah. business ideas. Yeah. <laughs> that was something that was. Yeah. Mm -hmm about before what about the uh path of progress are you kind of like looking into that kind of like looking at where in the city like where the development is happening and kind of like trying to play chess and then uh yeah kind of like get ahead of the <laughs> game and say okay we better buy this land as much land as we can before even overpay it because yeah. we're going to be there yeah, true i think most of what we do is in path of development I okay. mean, it's we're never buying downtown New York. We're never buying downtown L.A. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not, it's just not who we are because there's already too many people looking for it. Yeah. Um, I think we want to step back a little bit, maybe 10, 15, 20 miles away from you know, MSAs that are between 200 to 250. We're not going in the biggest city. You know, yeah. we're more in. Chattanooga, we're in, uh, you know, Memphis, I'd love to, we acquired a couple parcels around it. Mm. Yeah. Cleveland, we've done a, a couple in uh, Yuma, Arizona, we've done Colorado. I mean, we bought in 32 states, but it's never downtown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's always around. It's always a suburb. Right. Okay. okay. Interesting. Any tax, uh, tax purchases, tax lien purchases? I started by doing tax liens and, and tax uh, deeds. That's mm -hmm. how I started my career. Um, I don't know if I would recommend it if you want to scale just because, well, tax lien for the most part, you got to wait a year mm -hmm. uh, before you can acquire the deed for most states, not every state. Yeah. Some of them are two years, three yeah, years. Depend. I think yeah. some of them is like, uh, yeah, I forget which one. Florida is some awful. Of them is the judicial and some of the other ones you, you don't go. It's non-judicial. Yeah. So process is a little bit easier. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can definitely do great deals. Uh-huh. 
um, the last auction I did, I bought like five parcels for 20 grand, waited a year. Um, then I got the deed because the, the seller, the owner at the time never paid his taxes. So I kind of got the parcels. They were owned. They were every single parcel were in an HOA. Mm -hmm. And I think I sold them all for like 50. Uh, but I still had to wait a year. So the velocity of money, it's, mm. it's slower. I think you yeah. can get those deals just by sending mailers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But it's not a bad idea because there's some counties that have great auctions. Yeah. yeah. Any issues buying a, a piece of land that's in an HOA? Well, you just get a budget for it, yeah. um, making Is sure. Is there more cost? Because then you not only have to deal with the city permitting and all of that, but now you also have to get some approval from the HOA. HOA. I know we, we d we're doing something in what's that called Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Remember that thing where we lost? I lost a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, every HOA and is different. It was different. like it was in an HOA, and then they couldn't get these stupid drawings approved by the uh, HOA. Yeah, I, I think you want to read the HOA uh, before you close on it yeah. extensively because I, I have a deal right now where I'm, I'm about to purchase it, and we just found out like three days before closing that the HOA has the right to purchase before you do. So it's it's very rare, uh, but it happens in some some uh -huh. cases. Most HOAs will will not get the first pick, but mm. you know it's a little bit more scary when you first get started in, in, yeah. in yeah, real really. estate. Yeah, what happened to capitalism? <laughs> no, first come, first serve. First come, first serve. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> are you guys just doing uh, mailers still? Are you doing texting and cold calling? That's. I think the million dollar question, whether you should do mailers, SMS, uh, bandit sign, yeah. you know, how do you market to landowners? Yeah. I think my current conclusion is how old are those landowners? What's the demographic? Yeah. And it's, it's a total different ball game compared to wholesaling SFRs or, or doing the rental arbitrage. Mm. Yeah. Those guys are 60, 65, the best deal we've done are coming from people that don't even have an email. Yeah. So it's like... Or they sit on AOL or something. They're on fax. They're <laughs> AOL. They they need a notary coming yeah. to their house. Wow. Um, I think a year ago, I bought three parcels in Oregon, infills, no HOA, uh, half an acre each. Um, we needed on-ground septic because the, the, the perk, it didn't perk to go underground. And I was like... I still like it. Mm -hmm. um, so we bought it for 50 and the appraisal came back at 200. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, like, well, not my appraisal, my BPO, like the, the, the realtor was like, I, I can get 200 for that. And then I called back the seller and I'm like, we were talking about the first parcel, but I saw that they had two others. So I was like, would you sell me the old three? And I was like, he was like, sure. I was like, okay, I'll send you the documents. What's your email? Uh. <laughs> Well, uh, can you just fax it to me? And me, like 24 year old, I was like, how do I even fax? Like I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. it was like a big culture shock. And then I was like going on YouTube, how to, how to fax contract. How to buy, <laughs> how to buy a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> how to buy a pigeon, yeah, like send the pigeon. Homie and so pigeon. that was one of like the, yeah. the best multiple we've done because the guy, yeah. you know, never went on zero. Wow. And that's why the, you know, he was in California, he just, you know, doesn't yeah. need the land.
Wow. And then is there is there some so like typically with when we do like single family homes, right? We buy a house for fifty k or not anymore, fifty k. We buy a house for eighty k, right? Yeah. You renovate it for twenty k um, to sell it for one hundred twenty, right? So to make twenty thousand dollars in profit. But if I took that same house for eighty k, turned around, sell, listed it for a hundred k the next day, it yeah. would never appraise. Right, like oh, yeah. it would never appraise because they were like, "You bought this yesterday. Here's the photos. Here's the listing. You're trying to sell it for a hundred. We're not giving. It, I can find a buyer that's ready to go. Hundred K, you know, financing, all that good stuff. Right, but the, but appraisal. the appraisal will never happen. Is it the same thing with? Because I mean, that story is like, is it the same thing with land? Like, well, most buyers do not finance land. You can't. You, I don't think you can. You you can, you can get like fifty percent uh, LTV, like right? You really have to work with local lenders. Um, yeah. I know the last parcel we sold where the guy needed financing was a 50 acre in Arkansas. Bought it for 75000 The The buyer comes in and he's like, I'll pay one seventy five. I'm like, great, 100000 And then I'm like going through DD, blah, blah. And then appraisal, because they try to finance it, came back at like one forty five. So now... We sold it for one forty-five because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. what can I do? Okay, but most of your buyers are just buying it cash. Okay, oh yeah, builders God. and I thought traditional banks didn't even do like land land no, loan. No, you're gonna oh, need so you have to go a special kind of. Uh, it's a special lender, lender. special oh. guy. They like, do fit. They just like land loans okay. that they give you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like local guys, yeah, yeah. local yeah. lenders. Yeah. And it's like kind of fifty percent of hard money lender, kind of like private. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I think you can be creative on how to purchase land. Yeah. But it's definitely not as easy as FHA conventional yeah, yeah, hard yeah. money lending. It's harder because it's not cash flowing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. they don't like it. We tried to do some things in uh, LA area. Remember, like we were trying to buy land and then ready to issue. Yeah, we were ready, ready to issue shovel ready permits, yeah. like ready to issue. Those were amazing. I mean, yeah. well, not really, but it was it was pretty cool with these people just in LA. They had this whole system. They'd buy these lots of land infill or like major, like yeah. a building you had to kind of like tear down and restart. But they had everything ready to issue permits, ready to go. And they'd buy it for a million bucks, spend 400K getting everything ready, just the documents, and then be like, here you go. And entitled like, it for higher density. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like, here's three, it's $3 million now. It's like you could literally just see how much they, mm -hmm. they paid like a million bucks for it two years ago. They've been going through shovel ready permits, permitting. For the last two years, now it's finally done, and they're like, "Here, here's the package. We don't want to do the project, nope. But here's the package. <laughs> and let's, we'll make our million bucks and walk but that, away." But that's exactly what we do. Yeah, I think yeah. improving the value on paper mm -hmm. is the best thing you can do remotely because yeah. yeah. you're not going to be on ground putting roads and utilities. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think our, our last subdivision, we bought like the, this, like uh, I think it's ten acre in um, Texarkana, Texas. Right, 10 acre in the middle of like a bunch of subdivisions. And this 10 acre was there. So we bought it for 35. Um, we just finished the entitlement. We put 50 into it and we got approved for 34 lots. Right. <sighs> and so houses over there are in the 250 range, brand new. So if you look at it, the, the, the builder will pay 20%, mm -hmm. right? 50 grand. Since we have no utilities in, they'll might we'll sell it on the wholesale price at 25 a pop. So 25 times 34, yeah. you're doing a great multiple by just yeah. hiring a land planner on ground to do the work for you. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's a year process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
one year process. Yeah. And I was I read an article I think a couple of days ago where home builders in the U.S. were just like selling their houses as quick as they can because they're worried about interest oh, yeah, rates yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Are you seeing any kind of is that changing kind of like what you're trying to do with these? Because I think like the subdivisions too. If you start keep on like subdividing those. Like I think the the buyers' offers are going to continue to go down, or maybe the hold off. Are you I mean, seeing we, anything? We've, we've seen a slowdown um, because at the end of the day, when interest rate go higher, the whole chain gets yeah. hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the banks, the builder, the end buyer, mm. and yeah. the landowner. Yeah. So yeah. we had to, you know, kind of maybe do. I think we did like a seven percent price cut on across the board. We have, I think. We have twelve twelve million dollar on the market right now, uh, ready you know, ready to be acquired, whether mm -hmm. it's subdivided or just you yeah. know the land to be yeah. built on. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, hope hopefully the Fed uh, calms down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but with the last uh, CPI report, I don't think it's gonna. So did it come out it. last week? Yeah, it was like eight. Still, it was still eight. Yeah, was like that's yeah. what interest rates are. But know. I mean, we we just went through the. The highest appreciation market in history. So, yeah. you know, in the meantime, we're. It's good to be there. It's good yeah. to actually be part keep of that. Going, keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> higher, higher, higher. Real estate doesn't crash. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few more months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it would be as bad as, you know, the last crash. No. But. I think it's gonna. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think, but. The, the debt it's is good. It's very strange. I mean, like, I'm, we're getting like mixed signals. I mean, unemployment is extremely low. Uh, you know, inflation is high, super high. Then you're trying to jack up the interest rate, and yeah. then it's it affects some market, not all markets. And they want yeah. to do quantitative tightening, and that obviously affect like some again so some markets, some that market, affect the yeah. stock market also. But it's just like very mixed signal. So I think yeah. it's just like. And I think I was uh, listening to uh, an economist, and he was saying that a lot of these, a lot of Powell and all of that, they believe in the uh, Phillips curve, which is basically a relationship between inflation and unemployment. And then they basically are trying, when they try to increase the uh, the, in the inflation and the interest rate, then it actually gonna they want to create some level of unemployment to kind of bring everything. Yeah back in line so unemployment is not bad so they're trying to get <laughs> they w i think powell is waiting there. to get more unemployment i think it's i think we're very close that's though. the thing and this is the thing that's kind of like a mixed signal like it's why weird, we have yeah. such a low unemployment we had full employment and then we uh yeah. then we have yeah. all this crazy stuff going on we're gonna have people with jobs that are gonna be struggling to uh to live <laughs> To live. in this country because the inflation is going this way everything is costing more yeah i mean a lot of people i mean we live in miami and you know as well as i do that a lot of people now had to move out mm -hmm. i mean yeah. it's just the rents i think my rent increased by 50 percent in two years oh wow and i mean yeah it was like we're paying me and my girlfriend three grand like 1500 bucks each you know yeah. typical apartment in miami mm -hmm. where we get you we got amenities and, yeah, and yeah. we're good and then you finish your lease and they're like uh 4500 wow take it or leave it and i'm like <laughs> okay sure <laughs> sure <laughs> so wow yeah, yeah. crazy yeah. i don't wow. know i think the unemployment's coming though i think i think we just haven't seen it yet but i yeah. i mean i'm starting to hear like people are applying for our houses to move in and they're like you know, they just lost their job or they just got a new job or they're trying to get a new job or 
And this is in like the Midwest yeah. cities too. Like this is not even in the big metro area. So I don't know. It's going to yeah. be very interesting. Yeah. And then you have rents flying through the roof. Yeah. And there's still no inventory of houses. Then yeah, yeah, nationwide yeah. LTV is 50%. There's like so many weird things where yeah. it just feels like we're at a stalemate right now. And yeah. you've got all those hedge funds buying all the SFRs. So yeah. I think we want to keep working on the real estate side. Um, I wish there was more builders, you know, because there's yeah. there's definitely, we need more houses. That's for sure. You know? Yeah, but yeah. But then the cost of material is high. It's the cost higher. of labor is high. And, uh, yeah. Well, a lot of them went bankrupt in, in yeah. 09, so it's tough. But yeah. a lot of them might have the similar fate this time because they they build the house at for this price and they put the material and labor at this cost. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now they're going to have to sell at this price. Yeah. And most of them can't rent it school. out and make much money. Yeah, I mean, these houses that you can't rent. And so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, but yeah. you know, as long as you keep working and getting deals, I think the the name of the game in real estate again is get in front of sellers, mm. yeah. yeah, because you never know when your next big deal will come. Mm -hmm. um, I think our our response rate on our mailers is like point one percent. Oh well, yeah, but who uh, cares? Yeah, it is it is pretty low. We had it's low when we did mailers too late. It was like yeah, it's low. The only time people responded was to tell me to stop sending mailers. <laughs> that's <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't. I think I had one seller that really wanted to take it to the next level. Where he was like, "Don't send me ever again in the mail." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "It's public record." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of states you got to be careful. On. Uh, I think South Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, Iowa, Wyoming. Uh, where the the state will actually protect um, the seller a little bit more, uh, yeah. but you know what can they sue you for? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he sent me a mailer with an offer that was yeah. half the price of my what my land is worth. Yeah, but and you're yeah. sending it by mail, so this is legal. It's it's a, it's a letter you send to that person individually. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. so they're just not happy with the price sometimes. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> that's perfectly legal. There's nothing wrong yeah. with any of that. Yeah. The I mean, I would if I was to s stop something is those generic flyers that are kind of uh, yeah. I you think know, you want to customize my mailbox. Yeah. It's like that I'd like to get rid of. <laughs> but it doesn't hurt anyone, so yeah, that's yeah, okay. Really. Yeah. Uh, another kind of strategy that uh, I saw was uh, some people that were kind of like playing chess also. They were looking at, uh, they were really building in the middle of nowhere in California. And they were looking at when, where people would uh, build like uh, electric power line okay. or they were building solar farms or they were built. So they were kind of like all like really looking at kind of like w the next move for these big co companies. Big companies. And then they would buy like, land pieces of land strategically to say well if they want to build here they're going to have to buy my piece of land and yeah. then I, that's where i'm going to get them yeah, yeah. Uh, so have, have you done any kind of thing like that i mean they had like satellite image thing that they were analyzing yeah. to figure out like you see oh you see this power line and this is coming this way and blah 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 yeah it's, yeah it's kind of crazy. i think i think that's a very targeted approach mm -hmm. Um, a little different than who we are because we're more of a hey, uh, this county has okay, 200,000 people, there is I don't know, like 20,000 parcels 
and available. You know, there's mm-hmm. no structure on it. We just send an offer to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just make sure there's an access. And then, I mean, even if it's right next to the highway, you can get deals done because people will just put, you know, uh, banners to advertise. So yeah. th- there's always, I feel oh like, yeah, a, a, an exit for land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you're creative and you market it the right way, mm-hmm. um, people, so- sometimes people don't even buy the land to build. I mean, I, yeah. I get a parcel where it was one of the first parcel I bought in Indiana, right? I, at the time, I didn't even know how to look for flood zone and, and wetland. And after buying it, I think for 10 grand, I figured it was completely under a wetland map. Oh, wow. And so I was like, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to just give it away to, uh, you know, for taxation, you know, tax? <laughs> yeah. And and no, th- there's someone that came and was like, I want to put horses on it. Wow. And he bought it for 20. Wow. And I was like, since then, I was like, you know, as long as you buy rights. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, there's guys that put horses. There's people that would put banners on it. There's there's even people for and just industrial lot. Uh, they call them drop lots. So it's like those GCs that they just oh don't yeah, have yeah, enough space right. to, like, mm. put oh their yeah. materials. So they'll just put it on the land. They'll just clear it up a little bit. Yeah. And they don't need, you know, building on top. They just leave the material. Yeah. And so those fan, lots are built. quick fence around it. Quick like fence. Um, some people drop a mobile home on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like a shed. You can get a like shed. the cheap yeah. sheds. You don't even Home need Depot. permits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Some no counties permits. will yeah. just let you put whatever on it. I don't know. We say that, but remember our chiropractor, like the piece of land he bought, like <laughs> he was yeah. trying to build a mobile oh. home. Oh, no, no, but the quick Home Depot shed. Oh. You know? yeah. <laughs> I think I have one that came into mind where it was everyone in the company was like, we're not buying this. And I was mm. like, I want to buy it. It was right on the border in Mexico. Like literally our parcel was on the border the 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 wall oh really was touching mexico wow and so i presented during our investment committee we do one every thursday i right? know how to add value to this one hold on <laughs> <laughs> so there's i know there's a lot, a lot of jokes that will come out of i recommend a basement a deep deep basement <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you go under or above <laughs> um and so body for 27 right <laughs> every realtor was like i, I don't want to sell this like <laughs> wow and we sold it for 55 in three months that's it i, I swear you, i thought you would have sold it for a lot more than that <laughs> i i wanted quick in and out i don't so want the issue with the Mexican entity, <laughs> um but no someone bought it okay there was not even a road in it it was just like a dirt road that was leading to it um i think it was like hey we c- you can check on our website it was always like 15 acre Mm-hmm. Wow. on the wall so i was like yeah just put uh, darts on the wall and let's just play you know <laughs> <laughs> all right big darts <laughs> <laughs> wow. i don't know if it's a mexican that bought it or a u.s mm-hmm. base guy do you know what they did with it i don't want i don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> smuggle oh drugs yep. yeah yep. really yeah people but i asked my mentor um i think a, a great way to get started in in, uh, in land is uh, land academy it's mm-hmm. a, a couple based in California. Um, I did a, a lot of con, you know consultant work with them to make sure I can get their knowledge. But yeah, they 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 build courses for uh, beginners in mm-hmm. real estate. Um, and I went through the the whole program, and I think it, it really helps. Yeah. Kind of open your mindset when it comes to land. Okay. So, so land, academy. Heard about land academy. Land mm-hmm. academy. I'm not in the. Um, You're not in the education. Education space. yet. Yeah. Um, I'd love to. 
I just have to fix my accent a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> People understand me very well. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, so yeah, so that's a good, uh, I kind of wanted to head into that also. Um, so if people want to get started, so Land Academy, yeah. do they, how much time does it need for someone to, to get started? How much money does it need? on your platform, but also if they want to do it on their own, they want to. On their own, yeah. yeah. Um, lots of different options, but, you know, someone that has a two to $3,000, obviously invest it in yourself. I mean, there's so much to learn, I think, before you send your first mailer. I think the first skill is how can I send a good piece of mailer? And how do I make sure I don't send too much or not enough? If you send 500 mailers, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. If you send 20,000 mailers in the first mailer, it's too much because you're going to receive hundreds of calls and you're going to get overwhelmed. So you want to kind of gradually um, do it, build your team at the right time. But those are things that they teach you, I think, very well. Um, and you can, do, you can either do their, I think it's 20-hour course mm -hmm. online. And then if you want to get into their mastermind i mean there's always the next step uh for people that are a little bit more advanced mm -hmm. so i think what worked for me as a 25 year old you know guy was to actually get mentors early on making yeah. sure i don't but they're hard to find people on the on the land space i think they're harder yeah a little bit harder yeah there's way more people luckily they know you now so they can <laughs> yeah they i mean can find you on instagram and yeah uh, they can reach out to me uh but <laughs> if you go on youtube you put land yeah i think land academy is definitely i think the top program mm -hmm. um there's another one called uh jack bosch i think it's a a german guy that's been doing it for i think 30 to 40 years mm -hmm. i didn't take his course but i i saw some of his videos so Great resource out there. Mm -hmm. I think you can learn anything you, you want. You can find anything on YouTube. And YouTube, yeah, really. YouTube anything. rabbit hole. My God. Yeah, really. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Last <laughs> time we were sitting at the sofa, we had a question. So I, how do Lynn, my wife, had a question, a, a crazy question. So I go on YouTube. YouTube. Say, what is this? And it was like a 15-minute video about <laughs> Explaining how, how that <laughs> works. <laughs> so anyway, it was very interesting. Uh, so yeah, everything is in there, definitely. YouTube, so yeah. Any, so if you want to go alone, so you learn, you, you recommend go Land Academy, uh, sense a few uh, mailer, not too much, kind of like get get a feel for uh, for the mailer. Maybe send like a thousand, you're gonna get a couple of responses, yep. and then work your way and scale scale up. Well, I did two thousand, yeah, um, and I think I got like four or five answers. Yeah, so that I think you want to make sure that your first mailer you land one deal, mm -hmm. right? Because if you don't land a deal, then it's like mentally you're like, oh my God, I got to redo it again. I got to yeah. get the data. Where do I get the data? How did I do it again? How yeah. did I filter my Excel file? Yeah. Uh, so it's not that complicated, but there's a couple of steps you need to yeah. go through. Um, yeah. What company you use to send the mailers, mm -hmm. right? Um, what's the price? Yeah. But count roughly 50 cents a mailer. So if you yeah. send 2,000 mailer, you're going to spend $1,000 and then if you get a deal where you can buy for 10 sell for 20 mm -hmm. which is very usual in the land industry um you're, you're now making you know 10 grand on it you spend a thousand you make you make mm -hmm. 10. yeah so your return on ads is it's yeah. pretty high there's not a lot yeah. of business where you get you get a 10x on your on your advertisement cost yeah. yeah now you still have to put the work into it yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 
Um, but there's a lot of people that I know that replace their nine to five, you know, within six months by mm-hmm. by sending a couple mailers here and there. Yeah. yeah. So it would be a good side gig, you would think, for someone that yeah. wants to get out of their oh, nine yeah. to five. And yeah. Okay. And, you know, a lot of people are, okay, how can I get the money to pay the 10 grand? Well, mm-hmm. you can call me because we'll, we'll either partner with you or we'll, we'll get an assignment done. Okay. So we'll pay you two grand and we'll, we'll buy for 12, okay. right? So we can make eight and you're on your way to do the second mailer with the two grand. Mm-hmm. So now you double your money. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also hundreds of people out there that finance, that will actually partner with you on land. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not as many as obviously, you know, the house side, yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, you can always reach out to me and uh, I can guide you the right way. We're not always the right fit because we've got our margin that we want to hit. Yeah. But private lender, yeah, fam- friends and family, yeah. yeah, or you can help the seller to sell the land. I mean, yeah, in another way too. Like it's not as, it's not as uh, what's that, as risky, right? If you no. if you're new to real estate and then you say, oh, I'm gonna buy this property, I'm gonna renovate it, I'm gonna spend twenty five thousand dollars, <laughs> you know, and said, have you done that before? No. But if I'm if I'm gonna say I'm gonna buy a piece of land, I'm not gonna do anything. Anything it. to it, just market. <laughs> I'm just it. gonna market it and sell it. Yeah. And um, so okay, well, yeah, this is less risky. Like I know you're not gonna screw up on the construction or cutting the grass or something like that. No. no. So I think it's, uh, it's yeah. I think there's good investment in houses. It's it's different. I mean, there's mm. way more things that can go wrong on the on the high ticket items yeah, between yeah. the the roof foundations yeah, the AC. inspection yeah the inspection is kind of like not, yeah. not adequate you just hidden defects yeah i mean today contractors I just, bails out I, I just got a call i had uh, this house on the contract for 15 and to me it was a deal we could wholesale that for 30 and the buyers went on ground and found out that the seller like literally like um started hiding the foundation in the basement and oh. they took everything out the door they kind of covered it up mm-hmm. and found out that foundations were like oh, yeah. uh, oh, foundation yeah. issue so that's yeah, another yeah. 20 grand that we didn't plan on yeah, yeah. we had one like that yeah, so yeah at least one sellers will hide issues way way more on houses than land land i mean i think the biggest issue is maybe easements verified that the mm-hmm. serve you know verified yeah. the survey um pipelines under the, under the land you know sometimes yeah. we find about methane or oh, really, yeah. you gotta be careful on that um indian burial ground <laughs> 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 pablo escobar you know <laughs> well, yeah. um no what else can you have you know i don't want to name all the issues because yeah uh, those are like one out of a hundred but yeah. Yeah, yeah. but a lot of them i mean they're easy to well to figure that they're easy to figure out right i mean, I mean call the county a pipeline yeah they would know that there's a pipeline you know yeah, yeah. somebody had to have a permit to put a pipeline through yeah yeah if there was like some kind of chemical plant that was removed or yeah you know you know there there are records associated with that and, yeah you know. but usually if you send a mailer that is because our mailers we're sending them between 30 to 40 percent of market value mm-hmm. so even if they make a counter typically we kind of find a number that even if something goes wrong we can mm-hmm. recoup our investment oh, yeah. yeah um again we're in the investing world so there's not it, it's it's not 100 percent sure on everything yeah. you do yeah. but if you do you know nine deals out of ten good and there's no issue 
you're gonna do extremely well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, agree. No, very good. Yeah. Well, Romain, so it was a pleasure. Did you have any other questions? Yeah, so it was a pleasure yeah. speaking with you. Great, thank you for sharing your knowledge. Uh, thank if you. Uh, our listeners want to get a hold of you, they found an amazing deal and they don't know what to do with it and they want to sign my way. Uh, sign, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, how can they uh, reach out? Uh, on LinkedIn, Romain Danielou, Instagram, Romain Danielou, mm -hmm. Facebook, Romain Danielou. Oh, wait a second. What? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like they're all the same. Yeah. So uh, in French, it's Romain, but in the yeah. US, they call me Romain Lettuce. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. now you. Without the E. Yeah, without the E, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Romain. The I'm Romain not sure Lettuce. If we, so check in the description. I'm going to have the uh, all the links there. So uh, yeah, sure. Romain, it was a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so very much. much. Thank you, Antoine. Let's play soccer. So make yeah. sure you like and subscribe, and uh, see you next week.